the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, the station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. Definitely want to welcome you to another Monday edition of Lifeline. Glad to have you with me and me with you. And no matter where you are, you may be in your car, you may be at your home. It does not matter where you are as long as we are in the same place at the same time, under the same sun, in the same state, or wherever you are, under the same God. Glad to have you. With me, yours truly, Jesse Giston, on the Monday edition of Lifeline, October 3rd, 2022. Another blessed day to think about who we are, whose we are, and what we have. And unfortunately, where we are in terms of the danger of losing what we have. When I think about all of the blessings and resources that... Uh, you and I have been given by God. What a wonderful privilege to be in a land where if you work hard enough, you can earn everything you need to be content and to be satisfied in this life. We live in a country where it's somewhat relatively still possible to do those things by which we can prosper and enjoy life. But those things are quickly being challenged. They certainly are. And we need to uh, we need to be vigilant. We need to be thoughtful. We need to be careful. As our founding fathers put it, this is a uh, representative republic. It is a free nation uh, if you can keep it. And uh, I don't know. We, we, um, we, we are in a place right now, ladies and gentlemen, where we need to really be thinking about what is happening under our noses while we sleep and, uh, and, and, and while we're doing all kind of other things in a given uh, course of the day. Uh, maybe you are sensing, as I am sensing, that uh, their powers that be, that, that run our nation, our government, etc., such as the governor of our state, California, Governor Newsom, and, and a number of these not only draconian bills, but absolutely horrendously anti-free bills, anti-free expression, anti-free uh, information, anti um, scientific bills, particularly in the condemnation of any doctor that would stand against the narrative, if you will, of the medical industry. I uh, walking and, and meditating and listening to uh, very good thinkers and uh, different scientists and scholars uh, discuss how did we get to a place where the American people can be so casual about the oppressive nature of policy in our government to where we aren't doing anything about it. 
How do you get to a place where you have gone through almost two years of really, truly dystopian, irrational, unscientific uh, measures and practices and implementations of things that we know not only are not helpful, but actually are harmful uh, and we're doing it simply because the government is doing it. How do you get to a place where we are undiscerningly, uncritically uh, allowing ourselves to have our rights taken away in the name of an emergency, particularly when so many signals, so many voices, so many whistleblowers, so many uh, good American citizens who have nothing to gain are warning you about, warning you about global agendas, goals 21, uh, goals 2000, um, even the terms reset are starting to emerge to be non, uh, not uh, disinformation and misinformation, et cetera, as you heard from your uh, your administration. You, you know now that um, there are policies uh, a, a set in our world and moving towards us quickly that are changing the whole landscape of how government relates to American citizens and citizens to government. So you and I have been in a social engineering experiment for the last two years for the government and those powers that have the ability to manipulate and influence the government uh, to see exactly what Americans would do if you were told to do things in lockstep with a fundamental methodology that amounts to imprisonment um, or um, serious uh, medical endangerment. Only reason you lock everything down is because you're in a war or you are in such a state of disarray and imminent threat that it justifies almost destroying the whole lives of, of men and women. And, and this is what has gone on for the last couple of years. And here we are now just kind of wondering what is next, because you definitely know that there is something next coming. You just sense that. There's no way people can't now. You can you can hope that, you know, things you can just wake up one day and things are going to go back to normal. I doubt very seriously that is the case. So our mics are open this hour for your comments, your observations, your questions, and your concerns. The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine for us to um, just field and consider and and uh, analyze uh, whatever might be on your mind. Then in the second hour, I will be talking with Tom Wong, uh, one of uh, several uh, citizens of California running for the Haywood School Board. We'll find out what's up with that and why he feels as if he is the person to get in there and try to do better for our schools. Our schools are absolutely ruined by so many things. Uh, California schools are like the um, third or second on the list of lowest performances in the union. California schools are a mess. Again, I might ask the question to you, our listening audience, and I know some to some degree you are involved in California uh, policy and California life. You pay taxes. Um, many of you listening to my voice, you, you may have kids who are in the public schools. And why aren't you aware of these things and concerned about them? And, and as a good American citizen, particularly calling yourself a Christian, would you not be inclined 
to do all that you can to create an atmosphere and an environment that by which your kids, your grandkids um, could could have a, a better life than uh, than even you. Of course, you would. That's why I get on the microphone and I preach and I teach and I do conferences uh, to inform you as much as I possibly can that you and I are a, we're dealing with the proverbial metaphor of Rip Van Winkle, we are asleep, the biblical metaphor of uh, the Pilgrim's Progress, the Enchanted Mountains, we have lost our scroll, we are uh, in a daze, we have uh, no real clear indicators as to which way we should be going, we are, uh, we are in a state of flux. Uh, and, 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 and yet, while we speak, we are headed towards an election in a couple of months, November 8th. And, uh, uh, you know, you're hearing all kinds of things about what should happen and what could happen. But I, I can tell you, um, we won't have much to do if we didn't do much about it. We won't have much to say if we didn't say much about it. So I, can, I guess I can imagine that. Because I've been here. I, I, I had a wonderful time with Scott Allen today and another one of uh, their uh, their their podcast uh, members as we talked for about an hour and 45 minutes about the things that are going on in our world. I hope to have that listed on our website so that you guys can hear the podcast at some point. But we talked about how did we get here, the state and condition of our world and the state and condition of the church as well. How is it that the church is so silent on the melee, confusion, chaos, corruption, destruction, the deconstruction, the demoralization, the propaganda that has fundamentally taken on a massive transformational process in our culture? How is it that we can be tolerating, embracing at the um, at the possible uh, consequent of, uh, of of policy punishment per citizen, uh, the issues of same sex marriage, uh, homosexuality, uh, lesbianism, transgenderism, queer theory. Now the whole LGBTQIA etc. Alphabet that is telling the society that is uh, organically and binarily constituted from the beginning of time that there is a new world order. And especially on the level of uh, social relationships, we are no longer going to tolerate you calling him a boy and her a girl uh, at birth and then out throughout the totality of their lives. They have every right to tell you what they are. And if you don't allow them to engage in the full fledged expression of their utter insane fantasy. Um, you'll be punished for that. I'll be sharing with you an article that I'm looking at now about the invasion of uh, transgenderism and and queer uh, activism in our schools. And it's just horrific. It's horrific to imagine that what we would have never tolerated 15 years ago, we are almost immersed in it today, particularly in Sodom and Gomorrah called California. Um, compared to so many states across the union. We are there and we're not here by accident. We are here because of apathy. We're here because of a lack of involvement. We're here because the um, the gatekeepers of knowledge have been able to pervert the data, gain the data, distort the data, invent data, 
to tell you certain things that were not true until we were hypnotized by it and made to be paralyzed so that we couldn't do anything about it. This is where we are. So the number is one 367 The lines are going to be open after the break. I'll just take your call. So let's let's get at it. Let's create a potpourri. You've got questions. You've got concerns. Uh, you have a pastor here. You have a theologian here. You have someone that can talk to you about these issues politically. You're not going to hear them a lot of different places. You can hear them now and we can talk about them and we can make a biblical confluence of what's going on in the world we presently live in and the world to come that mandates that we shine light on the world that now is. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline, your host, Jesse Giston. I'm going to take a break and we will be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we're back. Two lines open, one 367 This is the day that the Lord has made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. We will also be circumspect and discerning. We will be honest and sincere. We will be brutally honest about our apathy, indifference, um, ignorance, and therefore compliance with the uh, with the neo-Marxist cultural takeover of our land and the destruction of our children that is right in front of our faces. And we're doing very little about it. We'll be honest about that. We'll be honest about the uh, the uh, manifestation of the walking dead, these predictive programming movies that have shown us exactly what we are headed towards. We will be honest about contagion. Uh, we will be honest about uh, Gotham City, which is what our states and our cities are becoming. All of these things were uh, predictive programs programming uh, uh, modes of warning to us as we are addicted to entertainment, as you just heard in the commercial, just entertainment, entertainment. And we're not really ready for serious conversation about what's going on on a global and local level. We will be honest that uh, the wages of sin is death. Um, and, And we found no grounds to be righteously angry and therefore seriously repentant and, and committed to um, cutting the lights on instead of the cut instead of cutting the lights off. In any event, thank you for joining me again at the top of the hour. We will have a conversation with Tom Wong, one of the racehorses seeking to try to make his way into the Hayward School Board. But right now we're going to talk with Mike in San Mateo, Matt, San Mateo on line one. Mike in San Mateo, are you there? Hi. Hi. Yeah. Can you hear me faster, Jesse? I can. What's your thoughts, my brother? Great. Thank you so much. I love you. Love your church. Uh, you're amazing. So I have a lot to say, but I'll say it quick, and I'm going to try to articulate it. Um, uh, I'm uninjected, don't have any injections. And then we have a five-year-old child who has, we've decided not to get them injected uh, with any of the things. And we've been pretty much denied at every Christian school here in the Bay Area. Um, now we're going to resort to uh, homeschooling. Um, we're happy because, you know, public school, kind of to your earlier point, is all crazy. Yeah. But I guess I have a lot of questions, but um, I just want to make a few more comments. You know, um, the requirements, as you know, three polio, four Tdap, three HB, one uh, Varsalia, 18 months through five years. Um, that's the requirement in California, plus many other requirements. So I guess the question I have for you is, Pastor, and I'm a believer, 
Uh, any ideas that you have? We're happy with homeschooling. We're not rich, uh, just so I'm not saying calling, you know, saying like, oh, we have all this financial freedom. Uh, we're just like a normal, uh, you know, remnant out there just doing what we believe is right. Um, I don't have any security net. I mean, I have a little bit, but um, I do feel good about the decision. But yeah, not scared but definitely a little perplexed with what to do. We've already considered like moving out of state. So just kind of wanted your ideas. And then one, one last thought, um, we, we went to this one Christian school, nice school in the Bay Area, and, they, and their logo, it says, to nurture and equip students to impact the world for Christ. That sounds great, but I would add, to nurture and equip students to impact the world for Christ, unless you have some kind of injection, you know? so. Anyways, any thoughts uh, and ideas would be great. Sure. A lot, Mike. I, uh, you know, I could sit in council with you and your wife about how to build a biblical worldview and and begin to move in a direction of uh, independence from the state. This is one of the things I had a very lengthy conversation with with uh, uh, with a Scott Allen on his podcast, DisciplingTheNations.org, because we were talking about how Christians have gotten into the mess that they're in now. And this is really true. And I hope that at this moment, God has moved tens of thousands of people to listen to what I'm about to say. And I could spend the whole hour on on what I'm about to say, but I'll parse it out over time because uh, God allows me to. I don't I don't know why, but he, he allows me to talk to a lot of people. First, I want to say that Christians have been brought into captivity by secularism over the last hundred years, and it has been our undoing. Christians have been brought into captivity by secularism for the last hundred years, minimally, uh, in the last um, uh, 70 years uh, significantly, and it has been our undoing. Christians are not free people. Christians fundamentally are like part-time religious folk and almost full-time secular slaves. Uh, part-time religious folk in that they, they'll go to church for a couple hours and shout and sing and say hallelujah, depending on your denominational views. You might just sit there silent if you operate out of the regulatory principles of worship in some churches. But when you step outside the doors of the church, you feel so absolutely obligated to walk in lockstep with the government that you don't even think that you actually have an authority over that government. And I'm not speaking to you, Mike, personally. I'm talking to Christians in general, how they live a hybrid hybrid life of carnal and spiritual or secular and sacred. And that hybrid life has made them to become uh, uh, a lover of two gods. And Jesus said, no, one, no man can love two masters. He'll hate the one and hold to the other. And Christians have been living in that cognitive dissonance for so long. When COVID hit, and, and actually it was before COVID, it was at uh, the um, the critical th- critical race theory social justice movement just before the, uh, the uh, Trump uh, presidential election, where uh, lots of people, according to Vody Bauckham, uh, felt a, a, a fault line shift and they, they moved into categories of racial conflict and division and hostility. You know this in the language of, of church folk uh, radically shifted to social justice on a horizontal level and, 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 and what amounts to 
uh, diversity, uh, inclusion and equity is this whole new movement under a uh, critical race theory agenda. It is fundamentally an anti-biblical, anti-Christ sort of new religious uh, movement. It is neo-Marxist in nature. And we know that we have every uh, every substantial evidence to 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 prove that out. And we have been winning today in, in regards to that. What COVID has been is an attempt on the part of the globalists to uh, to move us into a more substantial status of the new world order by uh, demanding a crisis and then uh, um, uh, holding to a solution to the crisis by its own uh, vaccine agenda. This is the World Health Organization engaged in jabbing every human being on the earth, as you have heard so many times, if you haven't been trapped by the deceitful, uh, you know, uh, uh, news outlets that are are giving you propaganda. You listen to enough good news, you know that this is a lockstep agenda predicated upon the World Economic Forum's uh, Klaus Schwab reset in combination with the World Health Organization that has been vectored through DARPA, um, President Trump's uh, accelerated uh, vaccine agenda which is really nothing but a jab and uh, implementation of a new technology. And everybody knows this. Even the head of Pfizer made it very plain. Call it a vaccine and people will buy it. And they did. And now we have it as policy. Uh, a jab that doesn't work. It has not worked. The evidence is very clear that not only has it not worked, it has done significant harm. That will come out in, in due time. And then your governor uh, audaciously assumes that he can make every child get jabbed uh, with this uh, mRNA technology, which has never proven to be needed by children in any kind of uh, pandemic, pseudo or otherwise. And yet here parents are, if they're going to put their kids in school, they have to go through this regiment of vaccine uh, agenda until they're you know, 15, or 18 years old. Right now it's up to 72 uh, vaccinations over a uh, uh, educational life life period for kids from from uh, from the womb till about uh, high school up to 72 vaccines. What in the world is that? Now, I've talked about this before, Mike, on my program, and I'm surprised that I'm still able to talk about it. But I have. I've talked about the fact that if you go back before this regimen of vaccines, you had none of these autoimmune diseases that are strapping our children, making them sick all over the place, uh, utterly destabilizing their immune system and keeping them uh, limited in their capacity to just be uh, full-fledged, healthy immune systems, normal men and women not dealing with all of the d- diseases and autoimmune deficiencies that we have just normalized on all this time. And to add to boot, now they want to add, as you stated, uh, the, uh, the COVID jab. Um, and you're not doing it. And, and God has graced you and your wife not to do it. And you can be sure of this. Uh, believers and non-believers alike are not doing it because they sense, as I said in my opening monologue, something is radically wrong. When you have a governor mandating that the doctors follow in lockstep, not even look at the science, don't even look at the data, don't look at the um, the the trials that took place before the jab, that took place during the jab, that's taking place now all over the world, Mike, all over the world. Different nations have gotten the information and almost no other nation in the world is mandating jabs for the children. 
And then you almost no other nation. I want to emphasize that. But America and not even every bit of America, only liberal progressive states like ours in New York and a few others are doing it uh, and, 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 and doing it with a kind of authoritarian threat that if doctors even hint at you having the right to know what the consequences of these vaccines are, they could lose their job. There's no way that you can tell me that you're giving me something good that I have to take. And then if I don't take it, I can lose my job or be uh, disavowed from an institution like being in school or uh, worse yet, maybe suffer criminal charges. This is, again, an insane state of affairs that we are in in our country. And I thank God for where we are right now. So I'm going to use you as a model. Then I'm going to let you go because I'm past my break time, Mike. Uh, I thank God for what we are, because what needs to happen is our country needs to understand that our government has for a long time departed from a biblical worldview. And that means that it's hostile against everyone that is holding critique and holding assessment and holding analysis and holding judgment against our government as we have a right to do. Our job is to hold them accountable and they won't be accountable. Governor Newsom is not going to be accountable until there is a wholesale rising up of the American people to say not only no, but we're going to push you out. We're going to put you out. We recognize that you are a deplorable individual who despises humanity. As uh, Dr. John MacArthur wrote a wonderful article that he published in argumentation against uh, Gavin Newsom, trying to use a biblical verse, Mike, to assert the right of uh, women to have a Abortions, calling it loving, uh, even if it means the the silent torture and death of 60 million infants that don't get a chance to live in this world. See, things have been turned upside down so bad today that I'm sounding like I'm irrational. I'm sounding like I am on the fringes of uh, lunacy. I'm sounding like I make no sense. But that's exactly what happens when things go bad. So now here's what I want to say, because I got to take a break. Keep going down the path you're going. And if you want more information, Mike, email me at GBC Hayward at Gmail dot com. GBC Hayward at Gmail dot com. I got to take a hard break. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. They're back. The time 538 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. So, yes. Uh, trouble will often be God's hand of mercy to drive Christians who are either ignorant unwittingly in a direction where they will discover their calling and priorities um, and, and in many cases to to correct them for being uh, rebellious against God. He brings trouble to correct us. And so what a lot of young Christians are doing right now is finding themselves prioritizing their lives around what's most important to God. And that's the family. You would what I can simply say that we are at a place where we are contemplating whether Caesar is Lord or whether Jesus is Lord. And that answer is clear. It's not hard for me. And you guys know that if you've been listening to me for years, you know, I've been passionately committed to warning you about the idolatry of bowing down to Caesar uh, just for a job or just for peace with your family or just for whatever the case may be. And uh, and young people now are waking up to the reality that it makes absolutely no sense that a product that has not been tested 
in any vital way in relationship to children. All the evidence is coming out. One of the things that's just really saddening, but not surprising, because I believe the Bible, all men are liars. Gatekeepers of information for the last hundred years have gamed the data, have screwed the uh, skewed the numbers, have given fraudulent peer reviews, and all of this stuff is coming out. There have been great scientists and philosophers and uh, and, and uh, data experts and, and people who can evaluate uh, uh, peer review propositions and theories and hypotheses and demonstrate that those theories, hypotheses, and peer reviews, even though they were approved of peer board panels, it was nothing but a, um, if you will, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back, I'll approve your paper so we can make money off of yours and then next time it's mine. And if anybody uh, inserts or, or proffers or, or renders uh, assessments, assessments or analysis or peer-reviewed information on products and, and behavior patterns that are inconsistent with the overall agenda of moving humanity into a position where it is absolutely dependent upon the white coats or dependent upon the professors or dependent upon the state or dependent upon the stated news initiative or dependent upon the government because that's what all these policies are designed to do to get you to go well I can't think for myself I can't reason this through for myself I can't use common sense I can't do the research so I'll just accept what they say now you're not made to do that your conscience is not made to just simply be absolutely controlled without any form of discretion, analysis, uh, again, critique, uh, because you're, you're not an animal. But, but you can be trained to simply comply, as obviously 35 to 40 percent of people do. This is what we call mass psychosis, which is where we are. And so when you do find yourself staying awake, as in, again, uh, Orson Welles' 1984 or Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, you wake up to the reality that people are in a cave. That's Plato's cave. And, and, and somehow you made it out. But you're in the minority because people don't want to come out of the darkness that they have become maladjusted to. And they live by the light that's been given to them by the very people who are putting them in that darkness um, you find that it's a lonely path. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Christianity really, truly is a lonely path. Wide is the road that leads to destruction, and many there be that are on it. Narrow is the road that be to life, that leads to life, and few there be that find it. Jesus told us that. And we bought into big this and big that, big government, big churches, uh, seeker-friendly movements. All of that is part of the same dialectical process that leads us to watering down truth to the point where we are not even aware that we're not hearing truth anymore. And then all of a sudden we are um, either cajoled like Mike and his family are to have to even contemplate moving. Please let me say something about that before we go to Mike in Oakland. Uh, moving is a biblical concept. Every true believer uh, uh, has inherited the Abrahamic journey, the Abrahamic pilgrim pilgrimage. Hebrew people move hither and yon on their way to glory, finding territory, finding land, finding space where they can plant their flag and live for God's glory without being accosted or persecuted or beat down or belittled. 
as is the case in our country right now. It's a shame what we've got going on. We're supposed to be having open, public, honest, healthy, noble, rational, respectful, disciplined debate on all this. And you can hardly find a legitimate debate between two people who are holding opposite positions, particularly on all these matters, so that we can get some insight. You got to you got to follow different website and uh, platforms to find good men and women who are telling you the truth on this, because the government and our media is part of a complex system that forbids you to walk in the light of day and the light of truth um, as God has called you to do. So, Mike, you and your family continue. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord will lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord will be gracious to you and your wife, and you will realize that the path of the just is a shining light that shines more and more into the perfect day. He'll give you the wisdom on how to raise your family. He did it for me. He'll give you the resources and the tools because there are a lot of people doing what you and your wife are about to do. A lot of people are doing it, Mike. Don't think you're alone. So ask the Lord to show you the community of men and women who are willing to live in the integrity of a biblical worldview and not succumb to the system. Let me go to line number two for a minute and talk with Mike in Oakland. Mike, are you there? Hello? Hello, Mike. You got to turn your radio down. Mike, Hello? Can you hear me? You, are you, are you, do you have a radio on? Uh, not the volume up. Can you hear me now? I can hear you, but something's going on in the background. What's your observation or concern or question? Yeah, uh, if you can hear me. Um, yeah, I just was refreshing to hear uh, just your summation at the beginning and just your graph. Uh, for me... I just wanted to share, like, for me, before the pandemic, I didn't really think about a globalist at all. I didn't, you know, I heard George Bush, you know, I just heard globalism, you know, the one world type, hardly heard about it. And uh, fortunately, I had some roommates, uh, young roommates who were, um, who, you know, watch a lot, of, you know, were ahead of me, much more ahead of me on the curve. And uh, they knew right away kind of the control of what was going on a lot. And uh, another interesting thing is uh, we, uh, I do, we do street preaching on the weekend and a lot of weekends, a lot of weekends, and a lot of, a lot of young people through the pandemic started coming a lot of, and I heard kind of a, a word that, uh, you know, that a lot of young people were going to be coming, a lot of young lions. And, but anyway, I also, I wanted to say, so I, I never really thought about it, but you know, I began to watch um, alternative news sites, and uh, once the crack was open in the dam, yeah, you know, it's like, oh my gosh! And then I read a book on the Illuminati, and it went back to the history. And I re- and then so the first thing though is I looked around before I had read a lot, and I said, man, it seems like forces at work to uh, kill livelihood. And uh, then, you know, it's like you just one brick on top of the other. Once the dam is open, I, I began to see that all the uh, systems, the, the media, the, the government, and, 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 and just to sum it up now, uh, with um, now you're, you know, you just, with what you were just sharing, um, you know, now it, it is just total, uh, it is the socialist, communist, 
but then the other day I realized, okay, ultimately it's the it's the Antichrist uh, system, and then uh, I I had heard a a a, a uh, message by John MacArthur, and I'll I'll wrap it with this. I promise. Uh, he he was saying, you know, the the destruction of a society in its layers, according to Romans one, is first, you know, the homosexual uh, the homosexuality in the culture. And then given over to delusional, uh, the delusions, and uh, I'll just wrap it up with that. So, no, you, you Mike, know, you're, you're, Mike you're on the right path. Keep listening as the Lord will let you. Uh, John MacArthur is a stalwart um, prophet in the church. He has laid it out very clear. I've talked about the same layers of deception, the same layers of expressions of reprobation. That's Romans chapter one. It's a sexual revolution, then a homosexual revolution, and then a bestiality revolution. We are headed towards transhumanism. I don't care what people say. And that is a hatred and despising of all things organic, all things natural, all things uh, created by God, because socialism and Marxism hates the true and the living God, and therefore all the policies are unbiblical. There's no doubt about it. Thank you for the call, my dear brother. Keep listening every Monday. We will be bold enough by God's grace to keep talking about it. Got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Steve and Dreamer and try to get this first uh, segment uh, wrapped up. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are indeed back. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistan, glad to be with you. We are making our way to the end of this segment. In the second segment, we will talk for a small period with Tom Wong about the Hayward School District. And then we will continue and resume our robust uh, uh, Q&A and conversations. Uh, very well done, Mike. Very well done. May the Lord continue granting you grace to walk in the truth. Here's what I would say before I go to uh, Stephen and Hayward briefly. Um, you can you can get a grasp on what's going on in this world. The pressures will do that. Some pressure will open your eyes, but then too much pressure will close your eyes again because you're not prepared for the difficult task that comes with it. What I would definitely say to men and women is that it's one thing to be able to see the signs and understand the unfolding of God's judgment on humanity per Romans chapter one. That's important. But also equally important is for you to know the truth of the gospel and to have been begotten by it, because the only thing that's going to keep you from the pressure of apostasy and secularism is the grace of God in Jesus Christ. This is the very warning that God lays out in his word. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Another, they will not follow. And so the satanic system is calling men and women to itself with major signs and wonders of massive proportions at the highest technological levels that we have never seen before. And you will see an unfurrowing of technology over the next several years that will blow your mind. It will be as Mike said, the Antichrist system operating at full force to further deceive people and further bring men and women into bondage. So let me go to line number three and talk briefly to Stephen in Hayward. Stephen, are you there? Yes, sir. God bless you. You too. What's your thoughts? 
Um, well, first, I want to thank you for your wisdom and for your great preachings and teachings. Um, whenever you teach, uh, I bring out my pen and pencil. And Amen. that's uh, as, a, as a partial preacher teacher myself uh, who gets the pulpit uh, by the grace of our pastor sometimes. Um, when people bring out their pens and papers, I know they're really paying attention and Amen. make me pay attention. Um, real fast, my, my thought and question for you, because I have a master theologian at my disposal is considering my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren that are in Hayward, in the Bay Area, going to school, dealing with the division that is in the schools, and then dealing with the division that is in the body of Christ. Yeah. Because there is a division that's in the body, it seems to be more prevalent every day in yep. regards to, well, politics, and in yep. regards to uh, who did you vote for, and are you pro-Trump, and are you pro-life, and, and it amazes me, actually, that there's a serious discussion about biblical principles that, for me, I, I wouldn't even consider voting for certain things, um, but I, I vote not my conscience, I vote my conscience as, as it is compared to the Word of God and as, as it is compared to the Spirit of God in the Word of God. And I hear just so many different things in the body of Christ, so many divisions in regards to politics that our grandchildren are observing this. They, they're sponges. They're watching the division in the church as though we may not have a grasp, a handle on what we're supposed to do. And, and we can't seem to bring those values to our, our children and grandchildren that it's very simple. We must just not follow the multitude which is Exodus 23.2, and we must not over, uh, be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good, Romans 12.21. Uh, but, but how do they navigate that in the real world, outside of the church? Um, because they're up against something that I believe, as a grandparent, really I think I know, but I, I, I bet I do not have a clue as to really what's going on with these young people in the schools. I'll let, I'll let you have it. Yeah, very good. Very good. I'll, we'll close this segment out. I'm going to probably uh, encourage Dreama to catch us after um, I talk with Tom Wong. Let me let me put it like this. Again, we are dealing with nothing different than what the Bible have demonstrated when God told Abraham to make his way to the land of Canaan, uh, and they inadvertently bumped into uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, and his nephew Lot chose the way of the flesh. Um, that's what our nation is doing, and that's what churches are doing as well. To choose the way of the flesh is to make a significant part of your uh, existence, uh, part of your worldview, part of your uh, value system, um, political preferences. Um, Christians are way more uh, committed to the secular world systems than uh, than they ought to be. So, uh, for instance, like you said, uh, Stephen, uh, we should be able to um, discuss all kinds of views and be ready to anchor those views in the Bible and not just uh, uh, bloviate opinions and emotionalism. For instance, the platform of the leftist Democrats is untenable to uh, to somehow associate with scripture. Now, the reason they try to do it is because they have a Bible that they have shredded and completely deconstructed and taken God out of it, Christ out of it, the gospel out of it, and the coherency of spiritual, moral, ethical principles inherent in the scripture. I mean, you will have, as your governor did, 
Your governor did this. And I'm going to be reading John MacArthur's letter, open letter to the governor on the second uh, side of the break. Your governor told you that you are loving your neighbor when you promote women who want to have abortions to be able to find safe houses so she can have that abortion. John MacArthur spoke to it eloquently and at length. I'm going to share that on the other side of the break. What does that mean? Those of us who know um, the truth, as John does, and as do I, and we are both grandparents, and he's great a great grandparent, we are obligated to tell our children the truth, notwithstanding the um, personal challenges they will have when it's their turn. We cannot capitulate. We cannot yield. We cannot become emotional and, uh, and somehow placate their propensity to want to be loved and liked by the world. That that is not Christianity. Christianity is not being loved and liked by the world. It's being light and salt in the world. It's being able to engage the world with the hope of helping the world come up out of the cave of darkness, too, and the false light that it walks in. But that's going to require faith working by love and a conscious, as you had stated, Stephen, that is informed by the word of God. Now, all of us who are parents and grandparents have a lot of concern about our kids and our grandkids. I do. I have absolute concern about them being lost, not knowing Christ, and not being committed to a biblical worldview. We all do. I mean, that's the world we live in. And and, and our parents should have had the same concerns about us. But we live in exponentially a much darker period than our grandkids, uh, uh, in terms of our grandkids, than we ever have before. The signs and wonders, the technology, the pervasive nature of media, social media, and the folly that it transmits, the constant social engineering that we are seeing taking place is exactly what Jesus meant when he spoke about the houses being divided and the conflicts uh, taking place domestically because the enemy is working massively to trap them. And again, America has sold out to politics and the politics that America has sold out to are leftist politics that did not happen yesterday. This has been going on for decades. We've been talking about it on this program for 20 years, the dialectical process. The incremental change, the tolerance that led to compliance that now leads to punishment if you don't comply. You remember the day when we were told to be tolerant with people that were different than us, such as homosexuals. Of course, we're going to be tolerant, but we don't have to agree. Then all of a sudden, Obama pushed the floodgates open with uh, sanctioning same-sex marriage, even though he ran on a platform saying he wouldn't. But remember, your neo-Marxist socialists are liars. They are liars before they go into politics and get a platform. They are liars in their platforms and they're liars out of it. In in other words, one of the tactics you guys are going to be dealing with is a neo-Marxist telling you they didn't say something when, in fact, they actually said it. And if you have the recording, you can show them that that's what you said a year a year ago. And now you're saying something different. This is what's going on in the medical industry as they are having to backtrack all the way back to the beginning when we were warning them about the manner in which they were forcing this technology on us. They're backtracking now and they're lying about a bunch of things. And so, you know, according to Daniel, the saints are getting weary with that battle. But you can't get weary with that battle if you love people. You got to stand for the truth, even if you suffer for it, because one day the truth will prevail. And certainly when you have grandchildren who are going to have an epiphany at some point, they're going to have an epiphany. 
They're going to see the world for what it is for a small window. And then they're going to have to make a choice whether or not they're going to completely bow down to the world system or whether they're going to follow Christ in the narrow way. That's what's going to happen. Nothing you can do about it. But if you love them, you tell them the truth before they get to that threshold, because they're going to get to that threshold. They're going to have to make a choice whether they're going to bow to Baal, bow to Caesar or bow to Christ. Yeah, and we and give your heart, pray for him constantly, and and then be a good model of somebody that loves Christ radically, and uh, and be ready to take the hits for it. It's absolutely worth it. Uh, this is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'm going to take a break, and hopefully, um, we will have Tom Wong on the other side of the break, and we'll have some conversation about somebody that at least wants to try to do something in the public school system, which is what we all should be doing, being salt and light. And uh, after we talk with Tom a couple segments, I'm going to open up the lines again for conversation as we make our way toward the end of our second hour. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistan. Glad to be with you. Hope you're glad, glad to be with me. And we'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 